Hallelujah. Today we are coming to the end of the series Seasons and Times. A word that the Lord has given us to awaken us to what we are going through and to prepare us for where we are going. And what have we seen over the last three weekends? First we say that there are unchangeable facts about seasons and times. We saw that they must come. You waste your time if you try to pray them away. They must come. God has ordained them. We saw that they all come to an end. No matter what season you're going through, the time is going to come and it will come to an end. And we saw a very rare fact that all season, every season is beautiful. You just have to have the eyes to see the beauty in every season. Then we saw the secrets to seasons. We saw that the first secret to the seasons is simply knowing them. It may look like it's a plain thing. But not many people get to know the seasons and times as God brings them. In fact, the Bible talks about the children of Issachar who had an understanding of the times and what ought to be done in seasons and times. And all Israel went to them to seek knowledge of what the seasons were and what they ought to do. If you do not know the seasons and times, you are in deep trouble. Then we saw that the second secret was knowing the purposes of seasons. Every season has a purpose to it. We actually saw that if you miss a season, you miss a good purpose. And that will carry consequences. We also saw that we are able to influence our future seasons. If you are good and a faithful servant of Jesus Christ, you set yourself up for a better season that is coming. That was wicked too. Last weekend, we saw the responses to seasons and time. How do men respond to God's season? Number one, defiance, and we saw that is fighting against God. And then we saw denial, which is the fight to change God. And we saw submission, which is the fight to please God. That's what we have seen so far. Today, we want to talk about living in God's seasons and times. I want to close with that. 
How do you live in God's seasons and times? By now I hope you are sure you are persuaded that seasons will come for you. That God has ordained them and they must come. And by now I know that you know that there is nothing that pleases God most than accepting what he decides to do in your life. That fighting God is a waste of time. It is a waste of life. That fight only ends with death. And so what we want to see today is that it is impossible for God to design seasons and times for men and not design a way to live in those seasons. That's not like God. When he brings a season, he is fully confident that he has designed you a way through which to live through the season. A way actually to thrive in the season. That's what we want to see. How do we live in God's seasons? We want to tap into the wisdom that he has availed by which we can live and walk in seasons. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Do I need to say it again? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. We're going to read from Philippians chapter 4. We're going to read from verse 10 to 13. Now I know you all have Bibles. But I would like us to read in a single version. So we're going to read together. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lack opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever set I am. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned to be f- and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. I want faith to read that scripture in Luganda. Okay. Na yensa nyukide nyo mukama wafe, kubanga kakano chemu jemu sibuke okulowoze biange. Nangecho, e okulowoza mwachilo wozanga, neete mwali na banga. Mm-hmm. Si kubanga njogero rokuwe taga, kubanga naiga embera jemba muyona, obutaba koche netaga. Manyo kwe towaza, era manyi wechiba okuma nebi ntue binji. Mubulichigambo, ne mubigambo byonna naige chame chiri mukukuta, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you only three points on how to live in seasons. By now you must know that I am a three points guy. 
I have discovered that if you give people more than three points on a Sunday, they will not remember any. But if you give them three, chances are they will remember the first one. And if the Holy Spirit is at work, they will remember all three and not only remember them but live them, walk their lives in them. So three ways that we can live in season. Number one, adjust to the season. Adjust to the season. Now, Paul definitely qualifies to be called a man of all seasons. Because of the multitude and the intensity of seasons that the man went through. All of us go through seasons. But for most of us, our seasons are gentle, they are slow, they to each other and pretty much we walk in a little bit of ease and comfort. But not the man called Paul. His seasons were so intense and his seasons came rapidly. I want us to read a scripture. Probably the best description of Paul's seasons. And I want you to get an appreciation of the seasons that the man, the man went through. In fact, as we read his seasons, I want you to help me. I want you to become Paul. I want you to imagine you are Paul. And these seasons are yours. Then let's talk. Second Corinthians. Chapter 11. 22 to 27. Are they ministers of Christ? This is Paul speaking. I speak as a fool. I am more. Then he begins to describe his seasons, the seasons that he had been through. In labors more abundant. In labors more abundant. In stripes above measure. I want you to know when he says stripes, he's talking about being Cain. The number of times that he was gained, he says, are above measure. In the prisons, more frequently, the man had seasons of being in prison. In deaths, more often, often, he had seasons that came and they came for his life. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Do math. How many? In total, how many stripes were those? Huh? 39? Times five. Ah, times five. Huh? Hmm? Three times I was beaten with rods. This time it was not canes, it was probably motor rods. They beat the guy with motor rods. Yeah? Once I was stoned. 
Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep. Uh-huh. That, that means that while he was on a boat, the boat shipwrecked, and he spent a night and a day on the waters finding a way to survive. In journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbery, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of Gentiles, in perils of the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and in toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and darkness. Remember, I requested you to be Paul. How are you doing by now? Huh? <laughs> How are you doing by now? Because most people will go through seasons in this life. But rarely does a man get to go through all of these kind of seasons. And the question I want us to ask ourselves is how did he survive all of these seasons? How did he survive them? Because for most men, only the first three labors stripes, prisons. The person says, ah, ah, this is too much. And I want you to remember, Paul did not go through these things for anything he had done. It's not like he had stolen from someone or killed someone but because he had made a choice to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he went through all of the seasons. Your normal daily Christian will say yes. Will tell Jesus why am I being beaten? Why am I being thrown in prison? Why am I hungry yet I'm serving you? And people would give up and say, I cannot endure this Who has had an instance when you have seen someone who killed themselves? Someone who hanged himself. I saw someone who hanged himself. And you know why they hanged him, themselves? It was actually a woman, and an old woman. No one loves me. I didn't have children. So no one cares about me. I stay by myself. And she put a rope in her neck, and she killed herself. I like to think, that when she made entry on the other side, they ask her, what happened? Why did you end your life? She said, no one loved me. And they said, Paul, Paul, come, come and talk to this lady. Tell her, what did you endure? Paul says, I wrote it in Corinthians. Did she not read it in Corinthians? How did Paul endure 
all of this. Because that's where the wisdom is on how to endure every season we find ourselves in. In the scripture we read, Paul said he learned to be content. God help me that you get it. The power, the wisdom, the secret to endure in the season is found in the word being content. And because I wanted to sing, I wanted it to defi- I want to define it. What does it mean to be content? Is to be satisfied to be pleased with every state. To be peacefully happy in every situation. So you ask yourself, is it possible to be peacefully happy when I have not eaten for three days? Paul says, he learned it. He learned how to be content. And for you to, to get the gist of contentment, contentment is made up of those two things. Contentment, first of all, means accepting. Accepting what has come. When seasons came for him, he accepted them as seasons coming from God. That is number one, how you position yourself to survive the season. That is if you have not stolen it. That is if you have not killed someone. Because if it comes for you for something that you have done, that's a different case. But we are talking about someone who is laboring for Christ and these things come for you. First of all, he accepted them. Then he adjusted himself to every season. When he was in the waters, he adjusted himself to being in the waters. To survive the waters and swim until, until someone rescues them. Let me tell you why I believe this is the greatest wisdom of living in seasons. Because a lot of times, as human beings, we are very unwilling to adjust to seasons. When a season comes and we like it and we prefer it, we want that season to, first of all, remain but if it comes to an end, we want to maintain the patterns of life that we had in that season. Let me try and find an example. Let me give you a, net, a testimony. You all know I'm an accountant. The Lord calls me to begin pastoring his people. 2018, I am ordained as an elder and I am given a flock, a congregation to lead. And the Lord tells me these words clearly. 
Put your nets down. So I took all of the clients that I had. And I gave them to my colleagues. And I went from earning two, three, four millions a month to, to earning 400,000 a month. But I understood it very quickly that if I do not adjust myself to fit in the season that has come for my life, either I will steal from the church or I will fail. With the money that I had left, I very quickly ran and bought a boda boda. And I said, I'm preparing for the days when I do not have fuel. We had a tough conversation with the Mbona here. I said, we cannot afford to take the kids to that school anymore. The season has changed. We must bring them out. And put them somewhere where we will be able to afford. And adjust ourselves in the season that we are in. If we had been renting a house, we were going to move from a house that, because, man, I was rich. We were going to move from Edinburgh's house to, to, to rooms. That is the wisdom of surviving a season. That is what Paul is telling you. I learned to be content. I learned to adjust myself to every season that comes. When I, I bound, I live like I am abounding. But when I am a best, I live like I am a best. I do not try to say, no, how will they see me when I am on my two feet? Yeah? Let me tell you guys, because man, it's humbling to go from one high season to this season. So they see you on your bike with your wife. And they say, man, you used to drive a Benz. What happened? You were on a bike. And I say, I know what I'm doing. You can say what you say, but I know what I'm doing. In the next season, they see me driving, they say, they don't know how to Because I adjust to fit in all seasons. And that's where we have the problem. When a season comes to an end, we refuse to make the adjustments where they need to be made. I used to eat meat and chicken. I cannot change it. I have to keep eating meat and chicken. Don't touch my meat and chicken. If you have to get a loan, you go and get a loan, but I must eat. Before you know it, the banks have taken everything because you where do we need to make some adjustments? For me, finances always need the wisdom to adjust and adjust very quickly. Very quickly. When finances go up, make the adjustments carefully. 
when finances go down feeding feeding we've just been talking about it you may love your pork but if a season comes and you can't afford it rest a little don't steal because you have to maintain eating pork location for me this is a huge one this is a big one because you know the world has standards so they will say good things about you when they see you sleeping in a house like that. When a season comes and you have to go out of that house and go into two rooms, the first thing that you're going to fear is what will they say? They're going to say, them, He has fallen. I would. He's he was showing off now he's so, so finished in in reaction to say no i cannot leave this house i must stay in this house and then the bills pile until the bank comes and what you should have done in the very beginning you and they, they kick you out this is the secret that Paul is teaching us. Ladies and gentlemen, learn to be content and to adjust to seasons as they come. Be flexible. So, number one, adjust to the season. Number two, Learn from seasons. Learn from the seasons and times. Paul has said, everywhere and in all things I have learned. I have learned. It's been a process that I have learned from. It didn't just hit me. That it came abruptly and I learned. But he learned he, the processes and the seasons that as they came, he learned from there them. There are some lessons that cannot be taught in school. These lessons you will not be taught in school. Because there is no school that teaches them. In fact, there are churches that will not teach you these lessons. These are lessons that the Holy Spirit teaches you. Lessons that you must be willing to learn. He says, number one, I learned to be full. He learned how to be full. He's not talking about having to put so much food in your mouth that when you finish eating, you can't even... That, that when you finish eating, you can't breathe and he's saying, that, that is killing yourself. You, if you feel yourself like that, you're going to kill yourself. What he's saying he learned to enjoy a good meal when he can afford it. Ecclesiastes 3, 12 to 13. I know that there is nothing better for them than to rejoice. 
and to do good in their lives. And also that every man should do eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. I know a rich man. He owns buildings in town. And the man is so intent of growing his range of buildings that he's always at every site where he has to build. He spends so much time at the site that he has no time to eat. He has no time to enjoy a meal with his family. And because he went through some very tough seasons, buying chicken and pork at home is wasting money. So people have to keep eating beans and, and all. Yeah? He does not have this gift of God to eat and drink and enjoy of your labor. So what Paul is saying that when God makes things work, when he has blessed you, do not torture people at home and say if we begin eating pork, we are wasting money. You are meant to eat beans and silver fish. That's learning to be full. Then he says, he learned how to be hungry. Now that's some lesson. That's one lesson we don't like. A lesson that we are so averse to. Eh? <laughs> you, you, you try and say it. We have three days of fasting here. Why are we fasting? Why do we need to fast? You have to explain yourself and get all of doctrine to get people to... Eh? But the man says he learned how to be hungry. See an example of people who never learned how to be hungry. The Israelites, as the Lord was taking them in the promised land, probably the best season of their lives. Because they had been in slavery for 400 plus years. But now the Lord is taking them in their promised land. And while they are going, now the mixed multitude who are among them yielded to intense craving. So the children of Israel wept again and said, who will give us meat? We remember the fish which we ate really in Egypt. <laughs> the cucumbers and the melons. The leeks, the onions and the garlic. But now our whole being is dried up. There is nothing at all except this manner before. They were so blinded by their hunger. 
they no longer saw the miracle that God did before them every morning. They did not want to learn how to be hungry. And so to God they kept saying, give us meat, give us meat, give us meat, give us meat, give us meat. When did I last have meat? And do you know the sad thing? Is actually these people never made it to the promised land. The Bible says that because of their unbelief, they died in the wilderness. So many a Christian that have failed to walk into their destinies because they have to eat. They have eaten and people compromise and people do crazy because they have to. They have failed to learn how to be hungry. You all know the examples of these men. They have been in the papers. They have the jobs that people would kill for. The man is the accountant of National Social Security Fund. And yet, the salary that he gets is not enough for him. He has to go an extra mile and get some more talking. Where does it end? Tell me, where does it end? Paul says, he learned to abound and to suffer need. That is a lesson that we must learn. You learn to be rich and you learn to be poor. And to be the same person in both seasons. There are people who you do not need to ask when they have come in their season of richness. You will just see them. Because in an instant the class goes and the people he talks to are no longer as people who sit on And then they change the walk. You guys are joking. They change the way they laugh. I have seen people become rich and they they get offended in the easiest way possible. A person begins to arrange to kill another person because they scratched his car. Sent a How much money can take his life? Because he has. Some people we know when the salary comes. You will see the grasshoppers here, the ground nights here, liver here. Then you know they have money. 
And when the season is a poor season, what did we ever do to God? Why does he always show up for a certain thing? You will never see them crying. Paul says, if you are going to survive and thrive in seasons, learn how to be rich and how to be poor. And stay the same person. When you are rich, you are you. I love I love people that you cannot even tell that they have money. You can't tell that they have money. And there are people you cannot tell they don't have money. Because they remain the same. When they have money, they will eat responsibly. When they don't have money, they will eat responsibly. And the size will remain the same. Others, when they get rich, they just add weight. That used to be me. You know, I'm really trying to be funny with this. But this is a serious thing. And I hope you get it. I, I hope you catch it. These, these are lessons that are only between you and your God. Learning how to be both rich and both to be poor. And the last thing that I will share this morning. How do you live in God's seasons? Endure the season. Endure the season. Stay the course in the season. Keep, uh-huh. Keep going forward in the season. I want you to see what Paul said. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In other words, Paul had a great confidence in whom he received and accepted. He had a great confidence in the one who called him. He had a great confidence that he who had begun in him would finish. He had this great confidence that he who called him gives him supernatural strength to go through seasons. And so he could look at seasons and say, bring it on. Season, come. I have the strength to beat you. Let, let, let me tell you, you, you it's what Paul is telling you about season. You see a season coming. Bring it on. Come. I have strength. Through Christ who strengthens me. 
Paul came to a point where he was no longer afraid of any season. When he could say, I have seen it all. He had been at the point of death more than one time. So you could not threaten him with death anymore. He had been beaten by rods, by stripes more than five times, he told you there. That when you told him we are going to Kenya, he would say, okay, bring it A time came, and the man says this word. For me to live is Christ. To die is gain. So he had come to a place where he said, I don't care what comes anymore. I have gained so much strength in Christ that I am not afraid of what comes anymore. If, if I live, I will serve him with all of my voice without fearing the consequences. And if I die, I go home. And he learned this from the master himself. Jesus Christ himself. If there is a man who adjusted himself to seasons is Jesus Christ. A man who left all of the glories in heaven and came and was born in a in a crowd. The king of kings who was content to grow up in the house of a carpenter. Witchcraft he learned was doing carpentry. Has it, have, has it ever occurred to you that Jesus could have chosen to come in a time where there is cars, plenty of cars. So he could not have to walk around and drive around and not drive the wish but drive the hammer. And yet he came in a time where he walked for days to go and preach the gospel and faith. We are talking about the Son of God. He who is able to say, let there be a car and a car. The Bible says, for 40 days he was in the wilderness and he ate nothing. 40 days. What's the longest you have gone without food? And when the devil came to him and said you can turn these stones into bread do you guys know he could have done it? Was able to do it? And yet he humbled himself to the point of a slave. No, 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 no wonder the father is pleased with him. A man of sorrows. And yet a man of all seasons. 
The time has come for us. First of all, to know who we are. We have confidence in him who gave his life for us. That he has given us strength to endure every season. This strength is not just talk strength. It is strength which is not your strength. It is divine strength that comes from on high that enables you to walk through season. The time has come for us to look at seasons and not fear them. And not compromise because you see a season coming. But look at a season and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let me end with this testimony. I don't know if it's a testimony or it's a story. I don't know if you guys, how many of you guys watch UFC or have ever watched UFC? How many know UFC, what UFC is? I thought so. <laughs> I thought so. Huh? UFC is ultimate fighting Contest. Please don't watch it. Because it is the worst kind of fighting that you can ever see. In this fight, everything goes. They use elbows, they use knees, they use punches, they choke, they do everything. Everything is accepted. Now, when you look at such a sport, the first thing you will say, God cannot be in this thing. Because they finish a fight and they are literally flowing blood. And yet, in the UFC, there is a guy called John Jones. He's a heavyweight. Eh? Muzito. Eh? Muzito. John Jones wrote a scripture on his chest here. His tattoo is a scripture. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. John Jones has fought something like 30 plus fights. He has never lost a fight. He is the champion. Now people like to say John Jones know how to do this. John John has the skills. And yet the secret of John Jones is written in plain view. Even though the guy is a fighter when he's going in the ring I can do all things through Christ who And Jesus is amazing that even though a guy is going to punch another guy, but because he has expressed trust in him, John Jones has had the strength to defeat, and it is impossible. In the UFC, it's impossible to defeat everyone. He holds a record 
aina record that is his alone tell you mlala aina record you you go and search on john john this is i can do all things now if christ can be true christa wabanga wadala to a man who earns money boxing other people how much more so you how much more so you don't put a tattoo on your chest write it on your heart i can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then go out in that faith whether you are crying whether you are jumping whether you are hungry whether you have nowhere to sleep I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things. Please speak those words. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say it like you believe it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me seasons I speak to you I will go through you through Christ who strengthens me pain I speak to you joy I speak to you wealth I speak to you I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me now if you have never given your life to Christ this strength is not yours it's only for them who accepted him and received him that's why some of us look the same despite the seasons none of you can know that I did not have dinner last night. Things through Christ who strengthens me. None of you know the fight I'm waiting for against school fees. But I have told the school fees let's go. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Please stand up and let's finish. Anyone that would like to give their lives to Christ today, anyone that would like this strength, the same strength that Paul walked in, that Peter walked in, Timothy walked in, Titus walked in, Billy Graham walked in, the same strength that is available today for the children anyone that would like to receive Christ hallelujah lift your hands this afternoon 
I want you to claim that strength. The strength to be content. Where others fail to be content. The strength to remain peaceful. When the storm is raging the hardest. The strength to smile. And laugh. When you should be crying. The supernatural strength of Jesus that will enable you to make the adjustments you need. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you this day. Thank you, our King, because you have been the model for us. And just like Paul imitated you, Lord, we decide to imitate you this day. To be people of all seasons. People who stand and carry the strength that you give. My God, I pray for the different seasons that are happening here. I pray that you teach your people to be content with every season. To adjust themselves no matter what season comes. To learn the lessons that they need to learn from the season. And to walk in strength in every season that is upon them. Those who are failing, O Lord. Who are suffering. May you renew strength this day. That as they leave this place, they go and walk in that strength that only you give. I pray that these would be people of such great strength that the world will look at them and marvel. How can they do it? And then they will tell them the secret. The secret is Jesus Christ. I pray for those who are about to give up. I counsel that in the name of Jesus. None will give up in this place or in the body of Christ. None will put a rope in their necks. Because your strength is becoming available for your people. As they walk, my God, surround them with your protection. Let your glory rise upon your people. And for the seasons that are plenteous, the seasons of abundance, I pray that none of us will forget you. May you give us even more strength to walk upright in seasons of success. We praise you, Jesus. We honor you, our King. We thank you for your word. Thank you for this day. In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed.